0: If you struggle to come up with creative ideas, this episode is going to be just perfect. We're going to talk a little bit about the causes and how you can overcome that so that you are constantly coming up with great, original, creative ideas. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the video editing podcast from Unspliced with me, your host, Shiny. And thank you very much for joining me this week on the podcast. And I'm kind of looking forward to this one. This is, um, it's something that I hear all the time from, um, from students, from audience members. A lot of editors are struggling to come up with creative ideas. And they believe, they believe that it's them. I'm just not creative is is something that I hear a lot. And it's not true. (laughs) I'll tell you that much um, this far in. Uh, It's not true that you are just not creative. You can learn skills. You can learn um, tropes. You can learn different ways of editing um, that are all just let let 's think about them as you, you can go out and buy effects and transitions, and a lot of people use this as a crutch for creativity, uh, assuming that creativity means showiness, but that 's not what creativity is. Creativity in its essence, is very much just about looking at what the footage that you have, thinking about the story that you want to create, the story you want to tell, making sure you're telling the best story and using footage and cutting it in a particular way that is complementary to the story you're trying to tell and the reaction that you're trying to get from the audience. And that does not mean flashiness. However, if flashiness helps push the story along, helps tell the story and helps put the audience in, uh, in the mind state that we are trying to orchestrate, we're trying to get them into, then flashiness works. But flashiness is not creativity. Creativity is understanding how to orchestrate these things, what is going to get the best reaction, what things you can do in the edit in order to orchestrate this reaction. And so quite often you will have a client give you a brief and the client, if they have no brief or perhaps if they are themselves creatively challenged, they might just say, have fun with it. And I hear quite a lot of editors get angry about this. The fact that there's no creative brief. They feel stuck. Because all they they really want is some creative direction. But for me, these are perfect briefs. Complete creative control. Infinite possibilities. That's exciting. But that is because of some certain principles that... I understand. So I want to talk a little bit about those principles in this episode um, and how you can adapt them, how you can adopt them, sorry, and how you can learn them. Now, let's talk a little bit about the client's perspective um, and why they might give that brief. Have fun with it. Well, that is because they don't understand. They can't verbalize what it is that they want. And they're giving it to you. The editor because they trust that you do and so if you don't then why are they coming to you in the first place because if you under deliver then they're just going to go outsource that edit to someone else or to ai and ai is coming you know it's coming for our jobs so we have to be able to set ourselves apart from ai the only way we can do that is with creativity and so I quite often hear this um, from editors and I believe it's because of the fact so many editors are self-taught and we rely on YouTube as our source of inspiration, our source of education and uh, YouTube does a very good job at teaching technical ability but not creativity and so Relying on YouTube is going to mean that, yeah, we struggle to come up with creative ideas because all we're taught, all we've learned up to this point, is technical ability and not creativity. And then we're told that all we need to do if we want to get better at editing is practice. But if you don't already have that creativity, how do you practice? You can't practice in order to pick up creativity. You can't practice what you don't know, is what I'm trying to say. So you have to learn certain skills and then practice those until it's second nature and then carry on and practice a new skill until it's second nature and so on and so on. So if you have been following that advice, going on YouTube to, use, to find all of your education and just practicing, 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 hoping that at some point, creativity is going to come to you then i have some sad news for you that is not how it works it's not going to happen so what can you do about it uh, there's a few principles which i teach students within Unspice pro about building out your creative muscles and this comes from the very beginning of an edit all the way through to the end. And we're talking before you've even opened the editing software. There are so many things that you can bring, so many tools um, that you can use to make your life easier and to spark creativity. The first one, which you may have heard me speak about before on the podcast, is the SHINY principle. The SHINY framework, which stands for uh, START, Human identity nuance and why why though? So I'm just going to very quickly run o- run over that so that you understand what that means um, And this is an, an idea a framework to get over blank timeline syndrome uh, Something to think about at the very beginning of an edit to give you an idea of Okay, this is the edit that I'm going to build now. I know what I'm looking for in the footage and it starts to spark some creative ideas in terms of the kind of music that you might like to think about, how you might cut the music, the kind of sound effects you're going to use, how you're going to use effects and transitions and where, and all these ideas that will get your creative juices flowing. For some reason, I find the fact that I said the word juices on a podcast quite icky, so apologize for that. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about what each of those letters means in the Shiny framework. So start, S, start, stands for how are you going to start your project, as in the introduction of the edit, the actual video that you are creating. How is it going to start? Now, you will need a basic understanding of the footage before you can contemplate this, but... Think about if you're going to go in high energy, if you're going to go in low energy, if it's, you know, going to be a cold open, all of these are important to think about before you even start the edit. So how are you going to start that? Uh, Because those first seconds are the most important ones in an edit. They're going to keep your audience hooked h stands for human and this relates to how you're going to start it because you need to understand who the human is on the other end watching it who is your audience what's their age what's their gender what are their interests what sort of style of music do they like what style of graphics do they like do they like heavy effects do they like fast paces do they like jump cuts or do they like a slower pace of things Um, often luxury and premium stuff has a very much slower pace pace um, and tiktok style videos might have a higher pace so think about who the who audience is who's the human on the other end watching this and where are they watching it tiktok youtube vimeo instagram in the silver screen all of the these have different styles of editing that will bent that the audience is used to seem so to cater to them and think about that from an early stage I stands for identity. And they are the identity of your film. Every film has its own identity, the genetic makeup of everything. And um, it could be, another word for this could be style, but you're talking about the images. The images that you're using, the music and the sound effects, the style of each of those things all combine to make up the identity of your edit of of your video um is it going to be super high energy fast paced or is it going to be surreal and sparse and make no sense whatsoever because you're trying to go for a, a you know artistic thing here uh think about the identity of everything n stands for nuance and this essentially means story first Because what you don't want to do is create an edit for effects. You want to hold back your effects and transitions. Don't go in thinking from the beginning, what effects and transitions can I use? What's going to be good for this? No, you need to practice nuance with those effects and transitions. Go with the story first, and then think about what effects and transitions can complement the story. And then why, which stands for why though. Why are you making this video? What's the purpose? Why should the audience be watching? So think about that and you will have an understanding of what it is that you're creating and it'll help you overcome that blank timeline syndrome. Now, let's talk very quickly about the rocks in a glass principle when you go in, you want to start rocks, pebbles, sand, and then water in a glass. And that's how you get the most in. So the rocks, if you look at a timeline, the big chunks are dialogue. Then the smaller chunks are the B-roll. And then the sand, which is even smaller chunks, is all um, the finer bits of B-roll sound effects and everything else. And music is also pebbles and they look quite big on the timeline so that's the order that you want to build your edit and that also helps you think about story first because you're choosing the dialogue first Um, so always think about the best story to tell and if we go back to the shiny framework the why in shiny can also be Described as the story thread. What's the story thread that ties the entire thing together? So that helps you think about story first. So, one of the other reasons that you may be struggling with creativity is because you're not choosing, you're not being specific with the types of cuts that you are using and what effect they have on the viewer. I'm talking match cuts, smash cuts, jump cuts, L cuts, J cuts. Having an understanding of these different types of cuts will help you make an informed decision of what to choose next and what you want, based on what you want the audience to feel, you can choose an editing cut And you know the footage that will help communicate that will help cause that effect in the audience so that is the power of understanding all of the different types of cuts and how to do them and also what effect they have on the audience because now you know that well if you go this would be a good point in the edit to cause the audience to jump or to cause the audience to feel empathy for the character. Well, now you can choose the right cut that will help achieve that. And so you can think about creativity logically in that sense. And I believe that it is a skill that you can learn when it comes to editing, because editing is a puzzle. We're piecing together a puzzle from loads of different pieces. And um, yes, the way in which you put that puzzle can change from person to person, from editor to editor, but um, the principles are are the same, you know, we're all dealing with the same limited amount of the types of cuts we can use, and so it's all about thinking about the story, which is the best story for the footage you have, and which cuts would work best to get the audience to feel the way you want them to feel. As editors, we are orchestrating that, and that is where our power lies. And I also wanted to talk about varying movement, rhythm, and tone. This is something that I go into in depth within Unsplice Pro, And I don't have the time to do that in this episode on the podcast. But think about the movement of the camera and of the actual action on screen. Think about the rhythm. That can be anything from music to the rhythm of the shots. And also the tone. So the actual images that you're using. And you want to make sure that you vary those that is how you create engaging edits it really is as simple as that i've broken it down to as simple concept as possible because for many it seems elusive and unattainable and you know like a unicorn in the cloud it's not a tangible thing it is it's this and um You just need to vary movement, rhythm, and tone. So that is your masterclass, very, very, very brief masterclass in creativity and how you can harvest that. Don't be put off because you feel like you don't have creative muscles in your body. Don't feel like you are not put out to be an editor because you don't feel like you feel stuck or perhaps you feel like there's just no creativity in my family. Editing is the way I see it. Um, it's very much most of the editors I've met. It's kind of like we enjoy taking things apart and putting it back together. That in my eyes is akin to scientists, technicians. Um, there is obviously an element of creativity uh, in terms of artistic ability um, because on a higher level, you're dealing with subtext, um, metaphors, symbolism, things like this within editing. But that's on a higher, much higher level. Don't be put off. Don't feel like you don't have a creative bone in your body, because all of these are skills that can be learned. Everything that we've spoken about in this episode are skills that can be learned. And yes, you can learn them too. Thank you so much for listening. If you're interested uh, in joining Unsplice Pro, head to unsplice.com forward slash pro. Otherwise, I will catch you next week. And once again, thank you very much for listening.